Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Imaginal Space podcast. My name is Catherine Perry, and I'm looking forward to sharing space with you today. Today on the Imaginal Space podcast, we are going to be looking at the archetype, the storm. And I feel like it's, again, I feel as if every single time when I, you know, when the cards are revealed to me, you know, which ones are we going to be you know, talking about and exploring, I'm always like, this one is absolutely perfect, you know, because they all come in at the right time, in the right way, you know, divine timing, all of that good stuff. But the storm is actually kind of perfect. You know, it's it's raining outside where I am. It's been raining, you know, on and off a lot of thunderstorms over the past couple of weeks. So Physically, it's perfect. And then, you know, depending on where you are, but, you know, probably everywhere, you know, no matter where you are, there's a little bit of a storm brewing. So what I like about this card overall, actually, is that it highlights that, you know, okay, let me uh, take it back a little bit. So if you've ever, you know, owned a deck of any kind, or you've ever seen someone interpret cards or heard about the way that people interpret cards, it's interesting to see just, you know, how people play around with the concept of, you know, cause and effect. So there are so many different ways to interpret, you know, cards or, you know, any sort of divination tool of any kind. So however way that you do it is like, it's perfect, you know, because it's perfect for you. And that's the only point is that it, you know, it works for you. You know, there's no one universal way to do anything of the sort. However, what the storm highlights for me is it, it, what it does is it's so interesting because if, if um, you do use any sort of tools, the way that you interpret cards like the storm is really revealing of how you understand the rest, you know, the rest of the deck. So what's a good example? So today, when the storm came through, I immediately understood, you know, this is a reflection, you know, of what is, you know, happening, you know, right now. That's not an uncommon interpretation. You know, I didn't like just come up with that today or I didn't like invent anything, you know, or anything like that. However, some people, when they draw cards, specifically with cards, when a card comes through, they kind of look at it as this is what will, instead of a reflection or like a divine mirror of sorts of what's happening, they look at it as like, this is like what's going to come. Or I feel like I'm, I'm wondering if I'm doing like a good job of explaining this. Um, but it does reveal, you know, these kinds of cards, they absolutely reveal, you know, do you interpret divination tools as a way to hold up like almost a sacred mirror or do you use them as in like this is kind of like what's to come or like maybe even a better example because I see a lot of debate about this and I'm not saying that you know either way is right or wrong or anything like that again it's really what it always boils down to what you're going to hear me say on every single podcast is you know what your relationship with spirit what your relationship with God is like. But one of the things, even just, you know, under 
you know, not even divination, but just like in normal circumstances, you know, think about a time when you thought, wow, everything is being shaken up because for me, the storm, the archetype, the storm is the card that comes through that reveals like things are being shaken up right now. So think about a time on maybe quite possibly a bigger scale in your life when things were just like being shaken up a, a lot. And, you know, it can be in a positive or negative way. You know, whatever you want to think of is up to you, you know, because it's neither here nor there. It's however you want to interpret it. But just think about that for a second and think about the way that you look back on it. You know, do you see, you know, that the way the archetypal storm took place in your life, do you see it kind of as the cause of the like whatever maybe precarious events in your life or do you see it as like a reflection of what was already there? So let me give you maybe a more tangible example. So I had or maybe tangible but like not to like go too off track and like get like too 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 specific. Um, There was one year where I was having, you know, or even this year, let's talk about this year, um, maybe the last couple of years, I was having a really, really rough time, right? And I think there are like, there are two ways to go about that. There's looking at, let's just say 2020, because I think, you know, across the board, people are kind of in the same vein that, you know, 2020 has been kind of rough or just not even rough, but there's been a lot of change, you know, so rough isn't the right word. Scratch that, forget that. Unless you feel like it has been, but just not for everybody, you know, but I think, you know, one of the reasons that the storm is coming through is because archetypally, we're all going through such a collective great change, which is very, very interesting to see, you know, change on a personal and global scale like this, because I haven't, you know, in the time that I've been alive, I haven't seen much like this, you know. But in retrospect, haven't been alive, you know, all too long. Not trying to like date myself or anything. But um, there are two ways to kind of go about that. You know, I could look at, you know, everything in 2020 that's happening and seeing it as kind of like the cause of, you know, whatever I might not be too pleased about. Because there have been moments where I'm just like, wow, can I like catch a break? You know, that kind of like mentality, which comes up, you know, all, it can come up no matter who you are or what you're doing. Like, that doesn't mean that you're any less, you know, connected or aware or anything. Like, those thoughts do occasionally come up, you know? It's kind of how you, like, what you do with them. That is the inter- more interesting part in my mind. Um, But what was I saying? So, yeah, there's that way to view it in which, you know, everything in, you know, happening, you know, 2020, um, not necessarily talking about on a global scale because nobody knows why that's happening, you know? And that's another interesting part of the storm. You know, it reveals that, you know, there are so many things that are just beyond, there are so many bigger forces at play that are just completely beyond our control, which, you know, sometimes we need that reality check. But um, overall, there are, there are like kind of, there are many ways to look at it, but you know, you have a choice, you know, you can either realize for me personally, for the personal events going on in my life, I could have looked at it as, you know, they are the cause of, you know, like 
whatever possibly, you know, unfavorable things, you know, according to my mind, you know, unfavorable things are happening or like they are kind of a result of what was already there, you know, if that makes sense. So I for me, I've noticed it's it is the latter, you know, because for me, it's kind of like what I've noticed is the storm in my personal life, you know, I can't talk about necessarily or I can, but, you know, on a global level, it is a little bit different. But for me personally, there had been a storm kind of brewing in my life, you know, for a couple of years. And, you know, I really I only noticed it kind of I want to say I noticed the beginning of it a couple of years ago. And I was like, hmm, where is this going? You know? And it wasn't, it didn't feel right to like, you know, try and like prevent it or control it. Because again, a part of the storm is that, you know, there are so many things outside of our control and we kind of just need to, you know, classic, like just let go and kind of see, you know, where it moves us and like where we wind up in the storm. But I kind of noticed that, you know, things might be, you know, a brewing a little bit a couple of years ago. And then for me, it really came to a head, you know, beginning of 2020. So, you know, over like, I want to say like the course of two years. And what's interesting was I just, I knew in my heart that the storm that was kind of moving around in my life, it wasn't like the storm just came out of nowhere and started, you know, shaking stuff up in my life. It was a result of everything that had been happening before and me not addressing it and me not taking the chances because there were so many chances, honestly, without going like too, too deep, where I could have taken the chance to just course correct a little bit. You know, there were so many things in my face like, dude, you got to pay attention, you know? And I just decided not to, you know? And then when this big, you know, storm came through in 2020, along with the collective storm, because, you know, we are all, you know, one universal family, we are all mysteriously connected in that way. I was not surprised on, for on a personal level. I'm not saying like I predicted, you know, all of this, you know, or anything like that. On a personal level, I was like, I'm not surprised that, you know, so many things are happening right now and like what it what the storm really does is it calls and like highlights really what needs to be changed. And so that's what we are going to be looking at today with the storm. And then the three cards that are going to be supporting our exploration of the storm are the ocean, the warrior, and the vessel. So it's always interesting to me because whenever I look at the cards I'm like I kind of understand where this narrative is going, but I'm always surprised. I'm always surprised by the end because I have no idea, you know, what's really going to come through. But it always it always comes together. But I just want you to think about that, especially in regards to the storm, that the storm is not. Or rather, you know, the storm can be whatever you want, but the storm, again, does not need to be the cause of, you know, whatever precarious conditions are in your life right now, it's, you can look at it the other way, as in this is kind of the result and this is where we are. And so that's what I was saying earlier about, you know, the way that people interpret, you know, 
the forms of the storm or the archetype the storm is really revealing of just, you know, a certain aspect of their relationship with creation in that or and it doesn't necessarily just need to be with divination tools. But I I just I always think that's very, very fascinating to me to see how people interpret these tools, because it's very you can look at, you know, whenever cards come through like this is what's going to happen and this is the cause of something or you can kind of look at them as in this is a reflection of what's already here you know I like that more you know it's helped me a lot more to understand just what's going on in the present moment so that's uh that's what I was getting at earlier but back to the storm for a little bit so the whenever the storm comes up and it doesn't it doesn't come up all the time because then my life would probably be like crazy tumultuous and I would need to take a deeper look at that. So it doesn't necessarily come up for me personally all the time. But what it does is it highlights, you know, what in or it brings attention to what probably needed attention for a long time because I'm not like a scientist or anything, but I know that storms are, you know, they're created, you know depending on, you know, what scientific specifics I'm really not even, I'm not even sure because I haven't touched that since like middle school on how storms are created, but they don't just pop out of nowhere, you know, or like hurricanes don't just pop out of nowhere. It's like the warm air and then, you know, something happens in the sky and like clouds or the rain. I don't even know, but it doesn't just pop out of literally out of thin air, you know? So it comes from somewhere. And so for me, it's what's coming through for it is that it's not it's something that you likely needed to pay attention to for a while in terms of, you know, what you might have needed to shift, you know, what it is on an archetypal level. It points out, you know, kind of what needs to shift in your relationship with creation in terms of, you know, and that will, you know, shift a lot of what's happening in your external world. So that has a lot to do with just, you know, how I interpret the world. So a little bit of background, you know, as you probably, you know, could have guessed, for me, you know, your relationship with spirit, your relationship with God is everything, you know, and that that is what shapes your entire world, you know? So if you change something in your relationship with creation, that changes your entire world. And not so much. And then it kind of, there's like this sacred dance from there where, and you can approach it either way, you know? But it's not, for me, it it really depends on how you look at it. So Either way, so if you were to look at, you know, my relationship or, you know, in terms of you, you know, if I were to say, I need to, you know, tweak this in my relationship with creation, that'll change everything. But then what's also interesting about it is, you know, when you're just kind of moving around your day and you're in your present moment, because creation is everywhere, you can also it's like your external circumstances are a mirror, but that mirror is also made of creation. So what's a good example? So um, 
let's say I'm talking to my sister, you know, I love my sister. My sister is my favorite person on this planet. And we almost never have disagreements. You know, it's, it's a very, very rare occasion. But let's just say I had, you know, a disagreement with my sister. What I could do in that moment is acknowledge spirit within me, spirit within her, and look at it, you know, just like really, really taking in that present moment, looking at, you know, because in this hypothetical scenario, we are disagreeing, you know, about something. So, you know, depending on what's going on, if I like, I see us, you know, disagreeing and like, you know, we aren't coming from a space of love. That's like, you know, a little ding, ding, ding moment to like take a look, you know, in that beautiful moment with my sister who is a vessel. Ooh, perfect. Because I said one of the one of the cards is the vessel who is a vessel for creation and take that opportunity to shift something about my relationship with creation, you know, because I've I mean, I hear there there's so many there's just so many ways, you know, to interpret the energy that we are co-creating with, if we even interpret it that way. There's so many ways in which we can interpret this world and interpret the energy around us. I am a huge fan of the relationship and the language that whatever is going on inside of us is reflected outside of us, you know? And so we change, we create genuine change from our hearts, you know? And not necessarily by trying to control external circumstances. However, what's like kind of tricky and something that's like, it comes naturally, but it's like kind of tricky to put into words is because there is creation within all of us, you can not only look at, you know, external circumstances, external vessels as a reflection But creation is within that reflection. So taking that moment, you know, and creating that sacred space to, you know, acknowledge whatever it is that you might want to shift in your personal relationship with creation and then shifting it right then and there. So like if um, if my sister in that example, we're like sitting together, we're talking. Okay, we're talking, I think, like maybe a more I don't even know what's like maybe it would work a lot better with just like a tangible Ooh, actually, yeah. Okay, so there was actually one time, you know, that my sister and I did come to a disagreement and I remember it because it almost never happens, you know? Whereas like with my like my mom or something, we have disagreements all the time. So it's like, I can't even keep track of like what the last one was about. But I remember this one. So Claire and I were, oh, well, she gave me, I was like, shoot, I said her name. Um, but she gave me permission to like use her name. So it's like not a big deal. Um, but yes, so we, what were we doing? We were, oh, it was so beautiful. We had the beautiful chance to go on vacation in Hawaii. Yeah, we were in Hawaii that year together. And it was the first time that we had ever taken a trip together You know, because in the past, we've always gone, you know, with our dad or with our mom. You know, it's always been like a family thing. So, you know, we had the beautiful opportunity to go to Hawaii. And it was interesting, you know, because I had never been on a trip with her alone. And also at the time, 
she was deeper into college. I was out of college, but she was deeper into college. And what's so beautiful about, you know, college, if you have the opportunity to go, is, you know, there's not only the stellar education that she was receiving, but she was just really coming into her own, you know, and becoming a beautiful, beautiful woman before my eyes. And because she was in college, I didn't really get to see it, you know, because she's gone for years at a time. So this was the first time that I could really see how much she had changed and how much she had just grown and blossomed into herself. And I told her like at the end of the trip, this trip was the most amazing experience ever, you know, because I've never I've never been able to see you quite like this, you know. The last time we spent time together was when we were both in primary school. You know, what is that, like high school, middle school? So that's the last time we spent like an appreciable amount of time together. So it was it was awesome, you know, for that reason. So one day um, we... I can't even remember. We just, we disagreed about something. And I remember the moment and like, you know, see, like seeing everything and like feeling everything. What we were disagreeing about, it had something to do with how we were going to spend money or something along those lines. Like that's like the most I can remember about the details of it. So we got into some sort of an argument about that. And What was so interesting in that moment was, you know, I said I I did not intentionally, of course, you know, my sister is, you know, one of the most important people to me. So I would never intentionally, you know, hurt her feelings. Right. Like many of us would never. I mean, I would hope, you know, we we don't necessarily intentionally going around trying to hurt people's feelings, but it does happen. Right. And so you know, she told me, you know, I think a couple of hours later or something like that, you know, when we both just had a chance to be, you know, apart, it wasn't like that big of a deal, but it was enough to where we were like, you know what, like, I don't know, she went like on a walk or like I went to the beach or something like that. And we just, I think we both needed time to just like take a breather and reflect, you know, because we'd also been spending a lot of one-on-one time together, you know, And naturally, that can happen with anybody, you know, that you spend a lot of, you know, one-on-one time with. But in that moment, or when we came back together after, you know, we took a breather and then, you know, because again, we, we don't ever disagree. So we're not like used to it, you know, in terms of like, oh, what do we do when we, you know, you know, I don't know, disagree or have some conflict. Like, how do we handle conflict sister to sister? Because it doesn't happen that often. But we were very lucky that, you know, we both kind of knew that we just needed our own space. The point is, when she came back, you know, she was telling me, we were just explaining, you know, to one another, you know, what happened from our perspective. So, you know, I was explaining to her, you know, this is, this was my intention, you know, and this is, I, I definitely did not intend to make you upset or make you feel upset. And she said something along the lines of, you know, sometimes it doesn't, what was it? Oh my gosh, it was so good. Um, 
you know, no matter your intention, you do need to be aware of the way that you speak to people and the way that, you know, people can take it. And before then, that was interesting to me. And like, it directly ties into a personal storm of mine. Before that, I was 100% in the camp that, you know, the way that you, and I, I mean, I still firmly believe this, you know, the way that you interpret something is 100% up to you, you know, nobody else controls that, you know, and that's what makes us so powerful, right? Is we have so much power in our relationships with creation. We have, there's so much power in perspective and we have the ability, you know, to change and transform and to do, you know, with that, you know, whatever it is that we want in any given moment, you know, because I'm, you know, I've never. And so this is where I was like, hmm, I really, really need to rethink this and like maybe tweak this a little bit. But the idea that anybody, you know, has the power to seriously, you know, hurt you or, you know, hurt your feelings or anything like that, to me, it always seemed so disempowering, you know, that anybody could kind of control your emotions like that, you know? And by the way, I did believe that for a long time. You know, the storm, there are so many storms in my life that really shook up the way that I needed to view creation in order to come into my own power. Because I 100%, you know, as all children do, you know, whenever I would get into, if there was ever a disagreement, you know, I'm a very, very sensitive person, always have been, I was an extra sensitive child, you know? So in those moments, you know, when I would be really upset, really, really hurt, you know, I always thought it was the other person that caused me the pain, right? I always thought it was their fault or they were, you know, not even, not even that they were intentionally trying to do it, but they made me feel upset, you know? And there's the difference, you know? In my mind, I was like, you made me feel a certain kind of way about whatever, and one of the big storms that like came through in my life that I really, really needed to understand personally for myself was that nobody has that kind of power over you. You know, you choose your perception, you choose, you know, to think that way. Um, But it was missing something, right? Okay. So I still believe that, by the way, you know, that we... Nobody can make us feel any kind of way without us letting them do that, you know? So let's say, like, somebody says, you know, something, like, let's say somebody says something like, like, a really light, ridiculous example. Like, if somebody said, you know, you really love oranges, like, oranges are your favorite fruit. And for you, that's just, like, not even true. You know, you kind of brush it off and you're just like, whatever, you know, because that's, like, not even true about me. But... When someone says something that kind of hits a nerve, it hits a nerve because we, on some level, even if if it's like unconscious, ooh, the ocean. Okay, that's an interesting parallel there. Um, But even if unconsciously or subconsciously believe it, that's why it hits the nerve because on some level we think it to be true. And that's, you know, connecting to our own truth, our own, the unconscious, the depths of our own souls and our own truth that's really, really important to discern, you know, wait, what is actually true about me and what isn't? So dipping into the ocean a little bit, you know, in this, you know, micro example, it's really, really important to be, you know, as much as possible because we're all growing, right? 
So, you know, these things, I mean, our connection, I mean, they don't really change, but our connections to them do. Um, being connected to our own truths, unconscious, subconscious, you know, the ocean, the ocean is such a beautiful card, you know, it's a not to distract, you know, from the original example, but I'll just, I'll leave that there and then I'll come back, you know, just so we don't go too, too far off track. I know I was like, oh, dang it. You know, where, uh, where did I leave off? Um, Right. Oh, that's what I was saying. Right, right. So we always have the power of perception on our side, you know, in that we can play around with perception. Perception is so fluid, actually, quite like the ocean. Um, so I've always believed that, you know, that whatever, in order to really, really take responsibilities, you know, sorry, responsibility for ourselves and for our souls and for our spirit, We can't be walking around here, you know, saying that this person made me feel this or made me, you know, whatever, because that is so disempowering. You know, you can, but it is it's just disempowering, you know, so it's a completely valid way to live. But why would you want to? So, you know, before this interaction with Claire in Hawaii, I was firmly like, you know what? That is just not my problem, you know? Like, however you feel or however you, you know, you're interpreting whatever that is on, that is, you know, something that you need to deal with on your own time and, like, figure it out and, you know, shift your relationship, you know, with whatever it is that you believe in, with the universe, etc. And that is not something that I can do for you. Still believe that. However, what she did point out to me is that, or what I had to also kind of add in there, like a little sprinkle of, is... You know, this is my, I mean, she's not a baby, but I was like, oh my gosh, this is my baby sister, you know? Like, I never, ever want to cause her any sort of hurt or pain. You know, this is one of the people that I love the most in the world. And so this is where it, like, it ties back into the vessel because, you know, creation, and this is why, you know, even now I'm just, like, realizing it, it came in the perfect form, You know, because maybe if it even came in the form of a friend, I would have been like, "Mm, I don't really care, you know, at that time. You know, obviously now I do because I've learned it in this way. But at that time, I might have been like, man, you just need to like, you've got to figure this out, you know, on your own. And I have nothing to do with, you know, how, you know, I, how you relate to the creation within you. That's all on you. And while that is, you know, still something I believe in. The other tiny part to it is I don't want to walk around, you know, on this earth without, you know, carefully considering, you know, basically how it is that things could come across. You know, I don't want to walk around here, you know, even unintentionally hurting people. So what Claire did for me You know, and it needed, again, it needed to come through her because she's somebody that, like, I care about so deeply. You know, she is, you know, maybe just as sensitive as I am, you know, just in different ways. So that's also kind of like a little mirror on its own, you know, because I've been on the other side of that, you know, the sensitive souls that we are, you know, where, you know, people have told me, you know, you're too sensitive, like, you need to like do X, Y, and Z. You need to just like toughen up a little bit. 
you know, and I had to come into that on my own, how like, you know, my sensitivity is like anybody else that has extreme sensitivity. It's a superpower. Of course it is. Um, but I had to learn that, you know, separately. Um, but she, you know, that was one of those moments where it changed my relationship with creation for the better. And when I say better, it just allowed me to be far more loving and far more kind, you know? So that's like an example of like how the storm comes with the vessel, you know, and like reflections and sacred mirrors and like taking that space to create something new together, you know, because that was something that needed to come into my life for me to understand that, you know, yes, it is disempowering or for me, you know, I, again, my relationship with spirit, it, it relies heavily on this concept or it is rooted in this idea that you know the power there's there is so much power in perception and shifting and changing it to whatever you want at any given moment right and I just needed this little sprinkle of like well you know when people tell you that hey maybe you hurt them you know unintentionally because again not trying to walk around here and hurt people intentionally, but either way, you know, whether it was intentional or unintentional, someone I cared about, you know, was hurting. And, you know, that's not something I just want to like turn my back on and be like, well, that's up to you to manage your own feelings. It was more of like, yes, you know, you, depending on how you want to live, absolutely. You know, learning how to manage your own feelings is important but let's see what we can do to increase love together. And that's what she taught me in that moment. And, you know, it came through her vessel. And so all the way back, all the way back to the beginning, you know, in terms of kind of like the chicken and the egg problem, not the problem, but, you know, like is it's interesting how creation exists within us and outside of us. But also it's still within us and it's still, you know, a part of us. It, it's so, so fascinating. But if you're anything like me and you enjoy, you know, this language that is rooted in, you know, the shifts that you make within yourself are reflected in the outside world. And then simultaneously, you know, those reflections of the outside world, they are also, you know, uh, what is it? They, They are also made of spirit, you know? And so while... You, like sustainable change might not come from, you know, trying to control external circumstances of any kind. That's not what I'm saying. But external circumstances can highlight what you might want to change within your relationship. And so that was one of the times, you know, that space with Claire and I, where I was like, I really want to make a change. And that change, it just, it happened, you know? Sorry, I forget, like, snapping is probably really loud. Um, But because I saw the creation, and so that's probably where it comes from, you know? Instead of just looking at external circumstances, you know, actually, that might be interesting, you know? Instead of just looking at external circumstances as purely reflections, like empty reflections, look at them as reflections plus creation within them. So they are always basically 
you know, this external world, external to you and I, is a way to always be shifting our relationships with creation, you know? There are so many different kinds of storms, right? There are, you know, the many thunderstorms that I'm experiencing right now. I hope you can't hear them because it's kind of loud. Um, if you can't, then the microphone is doing its job. But you know, there are many thunderstorms. There are tornadoes. I've never seen a tornado. Thank goodness. I've been through hurricanes, though, before. Those aren't very fun. Um, metaphorically and physically, you know, hurricanes are kind of a disaster. Um, they're like tsunamis, you know, they're all, there are all kinds of storms, wind storms that I, you know, I've just like literally never even seen before. But what they are is they are a sacred opportunity to change something. So if you, not even from like the perspective of the cards, but if you like, you know, think back to all of the storms of all shapes and sizes in your life and how, what they were they are an opportunity to shift something, you know? And ultimately, if you, even if it's, um, when here's like where the magic comes in and going back to the vessel, because I can't, I've mentioned this on another episode, but I haven't necessarily mentioned it here. The way that I view the vessel is that creation is woven into anything and everything, Okay. So every tree, every rock, every person, every external circumstance, you know, the moon, the stars, like creation is within everything, you know? And so the way that you interpret creation is reflected in everything, etc. And like different forms, this is the card where it's like different forms of, you know, creation come into your life at different times to reveal something about you or maybe something that you need to change or, you know, they are there to show you something, Okay. I think that's a very, the vessel is very, very important because instead of looking at the external world as simply a reflection, again, think of it as a reflection, but infused with spirit, you know, a reflection that you can interact with, you know, so in that moment. And so because of that, and if you understand that, you know, you are connected to the reflection through spirit it's you just holding space with yourself and, you know, whatever it is that might need to shift. So that, I don't know, that's interesting. That's not, that's something I never really thought about before because I've heard so many different theories and ways of interpreting, you know, the life around us, you know, life and external circumstances is a reflection of what's going on inside of you. You know, that classic microcosm, macrocosm theory, if you've ever heard of it, you know? And I totally subscribe to that, but I think this is another very, very important piece to it where it is all interactive. And you know what it does? That's very, very beautiful. It calls you to show up and, uh, oh, yes, I love this. It, it calls you to show up and honor the spirit within yourself and the spirit within another and spirit within another person. So back to the Hawaii example. You know, it would have been so easy for me to just like brush off, you know, what Claire said to me and never think about it again and be like, and like it might have it might have worked both ways, but I like this one better, you know, just because I think it brings more opportunities for love. You know, that's what I mean by, you know, when I say I like something or, you know, whatever. 
Um, but instead of it, instead of looking at, I could have looked at it in a couple of ways. And like I said, they might've all worked. Um, you know, that Claire, so if like, let's say like scenario A uh, and like, sometimes I'm like, I have no idea how this is going to go. So let's look at, um, scenario A where it's just like the flat mirror, you know? So I could have been in that conversation with Claire and she could have said that to me and I would, I could have been like, okay, you know, within myself, there might be a relationship or part of this relationship or part of my language or my interpretation, my pers- my perception, my lens that I need to change. And, you know, what that, ooh, I understand, I understand. Okay, so what that does now that I'm realizing it is that only honors spirit within me. I understand. I understand the importance of this. So that's scenario A. So they both kind of bring you to the same place, but they have different flavors. So I'm just going to go over that again because I feel like that was like I was downloading and saying stuff at the same time. So it might not have been very, very clear. So in terms of under the umbrella of the macrocosm microcosm theory, so whatever is going on within you is reflected outside of you as well okay we on the same page good hopefully if not you can like rewind it or if you've never heard of it I'm, I'm sure there's something on the internet but I'm sure you have you know at least something like that you know that whatever is going on inside of your heart is being reflected all around you all the time so scenario a is that theory you know so I could have what I could have done in that moment is you know say Wow. Thank you, Claire, you know, for highlighting within me, you know, what I might want to change, you know. And by the way, you know that like for me, again, I knew that like something needed to change and just because I felt something, you know, I'm not saying that every experience is like this. But again, the fact that it was coming through Claire, you know, and like my sister and like somebody that I love and respect dearly. You know, I, I, it, it would be incredible if I didn't feel anything. But back to the example. So example A, example number one, whatever I choose to like go with, um, is looking at her as just a mirror and a reflection of what is outside of me or a reflection, sorry, of whatever is going on inside of me that I might want to change. And so change happens, you know, because I see, oh, like, look at this, like, you know, the way that I'm treating her and the way that I'm treating this situation, like this is the result of that. Is there anything that I want to change within myself? You know, clear cut, very, very simple. But then there's now what I'm like realizing and like I really love this is scenario B, number two, where yes, people are reflections of you, but what is like, think about just like a very simple mirror. And there is an archetype, the mirror that did not show up in this spread. So like, won't like go too deep in that one. But think about a mirror just for a second. What does it do? It just, it's a reflection of you. But that reflection, even though it's outside of you, it is you, you know? So very, very, you know, just like keep that basic definition or, you know, however, whatever you know about mirrors in mind here. But what, where that becomes really, really helpful is, oh, you know, if I'm looking at Claire, you know, in this example, and, you know, she is highlighting this within me, 
that something needs to change. What I love about this even more is that if you truly see all of the vessels in this world as you mirror, you understand that they are not separate from you. And that it's like, I and I love this. It makes my heart just like sing every time I say it. You know, that spirit is within them too. And spirit is within them guiding you, you know? So spirit for me in in that moment in Hawaii, you know, when we were both just sitting there, just like, you know, working things out, you know, I understood, you know, on a unconscious, you know, subconscious level, because I wasn't at the time I wasn't really thinking about it in this way. Um, it wasn't until like after I was like, oh, you know. But what she did was basically what I understand, you know, as I'm like saying this now is, you know, spirit was guiding me through Claire to understand that my relationship just needed to, you know, just like needed some tweaking, you know, needed some like cleaning up or, you know, some maintenance or whatever. You know, it wasn't a huge change, um, but it, it just it needed to happen, you know, and it, it and it was also interesting because it taught me, you know, my personal language, my personal way of, you know, understanding the world. I can still have it and these can coexist together, you know, because what it. At first, I thought, you know, they kind of clashed a little bit, you know, basically saying, yeah, you know what? That's it. You know, I really I really thought these two interpretations of the world clashed with one another. You know, this idea that we have all of the power with our perception and we choose how we want to perceive different things. But then on the other hand, you know, somehow people have a hand in like how we feel and they can make us feel a certain way. And that's why we have to like watch out, you know. But then I realized, you know, it's like it's really not even about that. You know, it's just like about how you want to conduct yourself and how you and how you really want to show up, you know. So what I realize and what I'm realizing now about that day is that, you know, it's really, really important no matter where you go. Oh, and I love this. OK, I love this for us. So, you know, for all of us collectively, wherever you go, it's important to honor the spirit within people and honor the human within people too. And also honor the spirit within yourself and the human within yourself. Surprise, surprise. So back to the example, you know, I was honoring the spirit within Claire by understanding that, you know, spirit was within her guiding me, you know, towards, you know, like this change, you know, this change in how I was conducting myself and the human in her And this is where, you know, the correct, not correct, but like the best vessels come through at the best time, you know, just within divine timing. I feel like there was like another word I have for that. Um, But by just by divine timing, you know, for certain things, you know, Um, and and so honoring the human within her would be like taking notice like, oh, you know, she does feel hurt. And, you know, what we can do is, you know, because she felt hurt by something, we can take this unique opportunity to create more love here by, you know, telling her like, you know, it, 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 oh, it's so interesting because it goes, it goes both ways and it's like all happening, you know, simultaneously in one moment. But by showing her and bringing to her attention, like, 
you know, of course, you know, from my in my intention was never to make you upset, but you know, you always have the opportunity to, you know, shift that and transform that in whatever way that you want, honoring the human within myself and understanding like no matter no matter what, even though we are all vessels for spirit, all vessels for creation, we can all make those mistakes occasionally and we can all, you know, sometimes step on one another's toes and it doesn't mean that we are any less you know, because of it. It just means that, you know, it's, it's just a way, it's just a way to shift, you know, however it is that you want to conduct yourself and set an example, you know, because I would not, I would not want to set the example that, you know, just because I believe that we have the power within ourselves to, you know, interpret this entire world that it's okay, you know, to completely disregard somebody else's feelings, you know? And so, but yeah, honoring our, and what's also interesting is like, you know, shifting the perspective a little bit because I've only been talking about my perspective. When you honor your, this, you know, the spirit, my bad, there was just some air in my throat. That was like weird. Um, When you honor the spirit and the human within you and do that for other people, you understand that you are all vessels in one another's, I don't want to say journeys, but like experiences or present moments or something like that. You get the picture. So it's not just all about me, you know, because I've been talking about it from my perspective. And there's, I mean, it it would probably be nearly impossible to talk about it from Claire's perspective just because I'm... I, I mean, on a spirit level, you know, we are, you know, unified, but on a human level, I mean, I have no idea. I'm like, I don't read minds or anything like that. Um, but also to remember that even if you can't read minds, if you can, definitely message me because that's really, really cool. Um, but just because we cannot read one another's minds or anything like that on a human level does not mean that we, you know, aren't one universal family. Okay, so yeah, just wrapping, I guess not really wrapping that card up, um, but that's that's very, very important, you know, and so you know what it is? That's like a beautiful example of how the storm can come in, you know, at, you know, through a vessel. Oh, that's actually really, really another really good point. So not only from, you know, within this language, not only is it about, you know, spirit coming through, you know, ooh, yes, I love this. Okay. So it's not, um, it's not just about spirit coming through, you know, a vessel, but spirit coming through a lens through a vessel. So let me just like clear that up. So in that example, you know, I mean, I can't say for sure, but I do, I do find it interesting that that is the example that came to mind for me today. So we can just run with it anyway. Claire spirit came through the form of the storm, the archetype, the storm that came through Claire. Okay. So if you, there's like tons of information on the website about this, just in case you might be feeling a little bit lost. Um, but to me, you know, the all, all 78 archetypes, the way they came through to me was that they are all just, they are all forms of creation. Okay. So, and 
they are just all they are all different lenses, different languages of creation, etc. So it's like not a crazy leap to say, you know, the storm as a form of creation was coming through Claire to deliver a message, right? Okay. And so it, it's so interesting to look at the world archetypally, you know, through that lens. But just sticking to the example of the storm, now kind of think of it this way. You know, I said, you know, think of examples of the storm in your own life. So really what I was asking is, think of the, like some examples of, where spirit was coming through the archetype of the storm in some sort of third dimensional form, you know? And by the way, what's so interesting about it is it's not like Claire is always, or it's not like the archetype, the storm is always coming through Claire. You know, there are so many different, uh, there are so many other ways and like so many other archetypes that I've experienced through her form, which is always fascinating to me. It's, it's really, really cool when you like kind of just like let go and like play around with the ways in which the archetypes can really show up for you. But let me get to the other cards because we still have the ocean and we still have the warrior that are supporting our exploration of the storm. So the ocean is an interesting card. Because it's actually one I don't really understand that well, you know, on a human level. And what's interesting about that is it's kind of the point, you know, when you think or when you think about just the ocean in general, I wish I lived near the ocean. I love the ocean. I I don't know what kind of like fun fact this is or something like that, but we've only explored like a very small percentage. I don't know what that number is, so I don't want to make anything up. But there's some like fun factoid out there about how we've only experienced or not experienced, explored a certain part of the ocean. It's like it's like a crazy number. It's like 2% or something like that. And you know what? I'm going to look that up because I just I don't want to like mess that up. All right, guys, I got it. So it's not 2% like I thought. Um, It's like 80% of our ocean has been unmapped unobserved and unexplored according to some website uh, that I found on Google. Okay. So it might not even be exactly that, but like my point is, yeah, we've only explored. Oh, maybe that's why I remembered the number two. Um, We have not, we've only like looked at 20% of the entire ocean. So 80% of it, we just don't even know, you know, and that's, what's so crazy about it. Um, I I always find that so fascinating because it just, it brings into perspective for me just how much, you know, of this earth we have not even been able to touch, you know, and we haven't even been able to explore. And it's like, it is, that's what makes the ocean just as an archetype, just in, just in, what is incomprehensible. I don't know what I was trying to say. Incom- I did it again. Okay. Incomprehensible. Jeez. Okay. Um, it's one of those cards that kind of, to me, points to the great mystery, you know, the depths of the soul, just the unconscious that we have to like 
it's 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 just impossible sometimes to conceive you know the depths of our own soul the depths of our unconscious and you know that's kind of the point and every single time oh actually i love this in conjunction with the vessel so what i'm going to say about this card or what just came through just now for this card is the ocean in conjunction with the vessel. So what that points out to me is that, okay, we all have, let's just say our souls, our spirits, those are our own personal oceans, okay? And, you know, kind of like that fun little fact, you know, we are accustomed to exploring, oh yes, I love this, okay. Uh, We are accustomed to exploring 20% of the ocean and 80% just remains untouched, you know? What I love about that in conjunction with the vessel is that the deeper that we go, and I've always believed this, the deeper that we go within our own ocean is, oh, this this makes my heart so warm. The deeper that we go within our own ocean is it allows us to honor ourselves as vessels and honor the other vessels in our world in a deeper way okay so one more time the deeper that we go into our own personal ocean that is the degree to which we can appreciate ourselves honor ourselves as spirit you know in different vessels in different forms you know in other people's lives and we can honor the spirit within somebody else, you know, because again, you know, playing around with this, you know, concept of reflection when, when we, okay. So again, with reflection, just to like, you know, make it clear when you look at a reflection, you look at it as something, you know, outside of you, but a part of you, you know, simultaneously. And that's what makes it so interesting. So Everything around you is, you know, a reflection of you, but it and it might be outside of you, but it is still a part of you, just like a reflection in the mirror. You know, it's not like if I look in the mirror, I'm not saying this is Katie number one and that's Katie number two, you know, or Catherine number one or Catherine number two or something like that. I'm like, no, that's me in the mirror, you know, so it's the same. It's the same consciousness that's kind of needed for this. So the depth in which we honor our own spirits and we know our own spirits because our spirit is the, is the one spirit with a capital S the deeper in which we can honor somebody else's. And so this is very, 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 Oh, very, very important. This is what I was thinking about subconsciously, not subconsciously, kind of consciously. This is what has been on my mind all week is that you can really tell how deep people have gone into their own personal ocean by just the way that they speak and you know what they speak about or you know what not even what they speak about sometimes but it it is the way you know because we all and this this ties into this you know concept of you know spirituality a little bit because this is something that, you know, I think is, I, I hope it's changing. It might be beginning to change. It might be one of the storms, tying it back into the storm um, that we need to just like kind of rip, you know, through, you know, everything. Um, but what seems to be changing is this 
idea, this very, very outdated idea that there is one way to be spiritual, right? And so what I realized and what I was like, you know, just mulling over all week, but I kind of couldn't put my finger on it. And this is why I love these cards, because it always just if I am thinking about something all week, it kind of ties everything together in like a very sweet thread. All week. Oh, oh my gosh. Sorry. Just such a big, you know, download in terms of everything just, you know, coming together. Oh, and it ties into the warrior very, very well, actually. Um, so a little bit about the ocean and the warrior. I'll frame it that way. The way that people speak reveals a lot about their relationship with creation. And so what I was, you know, attempting to get out in a very fluid manner, but didn't really work out, um, is that you don't have having a beautiful relationship with creation that comes or relationships with creation. They are all equally beautiful and stunning. You know, they are just, they're just very, very different. doesn't mean that you have to be, and I'm like using a lot of air quotes and you can't see me, but I'm using air quotes here. It does not mean that you have to talk about spiritual stuff. And that's like the storm that's like coming through, you know, that's what's a changing because I think people are understanding that there is no formula to being spiritual or hopefully, and this is one of the things that like I need people to understand because it bothers me the most, you know, or not the most, probably. Um, but it bothers me a lot, you know, that people think that there is one way to be, you know, spiritual because to me, and that's why I don't like using that word anymore because it's so loaded. There are infinite ways to connect to spirit, to connect to love. And you can do that in your own way. So that's like part one of the ocean is that there is no one way to do it. So no matter what you're talking about, you can just tell, you can tell when people are deeply, intimately connected to their spirits and when they are not, you know? And what I find so interesting with that is, okay, so in conjunction with the warrior, so the warrior is also an interesting card. They're all they're all very, very interesting. What I love about the warrior is the warrior, this card, it's a beautiful, very, very vibrant card, such beautiful colors. What it points to is, so this archetype is all about, you know, oh, actually this, oh, perfect with the storm. So the warrior in conjunction with the storm here. What that tells me is, you know, the warrior is someone who can experience so many storms, but they are not broken. They come out from the other side and then they use, you know, whatever stories, you know, so like, I feel like there's like, I don't know, I might be making this up or like pulling this out of thin air or something like that. But I feel like there's like in so many movies and TV shows, you know, the this concept of the wise warrior, you know, that has been through so many battlefields and they're kind of, you know, just sharing stories or like the really wise, really trained warrior training other warriors from that experience. Okay. This is like the archetype of experience. And, you know, it's kind of like no matter what experience is thrown at the warrior, they come out on the other side ready to, you know, just dispense that wisdom. And 
that is where their wisdom and their confidence comes from. You know, going into like another card would be like the underworld and coming out from the other side, you know, to guide people with love, you know, and to show the way of love. So the warrior in conjunction with the storm would point to someone who's been through so many storms, understands what they are and like what their place is as different vessels in their life, uses them as a way to deepen them and deepen their relationship with their own personal spirit, the ocean of their spirit, and then to share that wisdom with everybody else and kind of show them the love available in every opportunity. Boom. Cool. Right. I feel like, oh, that was a lot. Um, But that's that's something that's been on my mind all week. You know, the people that I love listening to, whether it's on a podcast or like, I don't know, like real life. You know, I feel like the real life bit has been lacking a little bit since like quarantine and everything. And I can't like, you know, go to like live events or anything like that. Um, I don't even know what, like what I was going to say with that. Um, but that that has been on my mind for a while that you can and it, it is very, very important. So, you know, think to people that you really, really admire, people that you really, really look up to. You know, when I'm thinking of, you know, a couple of people that I deeply admire and that I deeply look up to, they don't, what, I mean, I mean, a couple of them do, um, but it's, it more, it's more of a reflection of where I am in my life than anything. But the people that have so much wisdom within them you know, that warrior wisdom, like they've just, they've been through so much in life and they've really, and the warrior to me, the warrior is another card of, that points to presence. Okay. The warrior is like being present with love. So being present, you know, in the middle of the storm, in the eye of the storm and understanding that the storm is a vessel for love to come through. Right. That's what points to a very strong warrior, you know, in my eyes or what I'm receiving about the warrior. Warriors and their stories, they come like in all, all shapes and sizes. Okay. They don't just, it's not like just like your classic, like spiritual person that can be, you know, that warrior that has like a deep relationship with their spirit. It can be anyone. Okay. And you know, so that's like, yeah, that is part one. And the reason why it's important part two. So number one, yeah, so that's what I was saying. Number one, the most important thing or not the most important thing, an important thing to know with the ocean in terms of, you know, exploring the depth of your soul. You can also tie it into the vessel. You can do that through any way, in any language, in any vessel, and it does not make you more or less spiritual. Okay, so I just so happen to be sitting here with cards and a microphone and a journal, and that's just my way, okay? That's my way of processing. That's my way of understanding the world. That doesn't make me any more or less, you know, spiritual or connected to spirit in any way than any other person. You know, I think we've all, you know, been, or hopefully, you know, or maybe it'll, you know, it'll happen for you sometime soon where we meet someone and they just have, they just drop the wisdom on you and it's not in the way that you expect. And it's not in the vessel that you expect either, but they just, they just lay down the hammer and I'm, and you're just like, whoa, you know, 
wasn't expecting that. And it doesn't have to be anything about like yoga or Reiki, though it could because those are like really, really cool things. It doesn't have to be anything about archetypes or tarot or astrology. They just like they just lay it down and they just, you know, out in front of you. And you're just like, wow, my heart was really, really touched by that. That's what I'm talking about. And so, I mean, it's all really, really cool, you know, when you meet those people. But the reason why it's important. So the reason I say that is so you understand that no matter how you want to, you know, go deeper into your inner ocean great. You know, there is no one right way to do it. Again, I just so happened to, you know, I fell in love with these cards and I love journaling and like all of these things. It doesn't have to be like that. You know, you could do it. Like I've seen, like I've met, you know, one of the wisest people person I've ever met was this, like, she was an amazing gardener or like there was another one. She was like a crazy, awesome farmer And just the way that she cared for animals was just like, it was on another level or like a way the other person cared for the garden again on another level. And maybe it's because, you know, I'm not as grounded that I was like, Ooh, wow. You know, it could be through anything, you know, or people that are, I mean, that those are two nature examples, but people that are really, really connected to nature. Okay. Um, or not even that, but people that are just like, so compassionate and so understanding and just like relate to people really well and just have this wealth of stories because they, you know, that's like a gift. Okay. It's a gift. You know, people that can really, really be present with other people and really, really listen and hold a loving space. That's a talent. Okay. Because not everybody can do that. I was just having a conversation with a friend the other day who was like, you know, what I don't love sometimes about talking to people is that when I'm talking to them, I can tell they're already thinking of what they're going to say next instead of, you know, paying attention to what I have to say to them. You know, they're not really listening and I can tell that they're not listening. And I was like, oh, wow, you know, you're right. So many people do do that. So things like that, it can be very, very simple. So, so keep that in mind, you know, that there are infinite ways to be in touch with your inner ocean and, you know, explore the depths of your own spirit. But the reason that's really important is tied into the vessel because the more the more you do that, the more you explore that 80% of the ocean that nobody dares to even touch, the more you understand how you can really show up for other people and how uh, and like how other people show up as a role in your life, the vessel. So I was even, you know, as I was really, really thinking about the Oh, yeah, this has really been on my mind all week. And to be honest, when I saw the ocean, I was like, I don't know this card at all. Like, this is going to be interesting. Um, But this has never been about my mind, knowing the cards. It's always just like, about what comes through in association with the cards. But really, the ocean had been with me all week, you know, because I, you know, maybe through the storm a little bit, had been contemplating, you know, the people that I really admire and the people that are really, really in touch with their spirits. Ah, yes, I can, like, feel it now. Um, you know, I, don't, I mean, I have no idea, you know, how they got there, but I knew 
like now I'm like saying, oh, the archetype, the ocean was definitely involved. And so in terms of myself, you know, I was just sitting and like I was outside and I was like, you know, I want, I was like, how, not even like what or how, um, but I was basically, you know, sitting there with a cup of tea and I just knew in my heart, I was like, I want to go deeper into my own spirit to enhance the way that I can show up for other people and also just understand, you know, the deep complexity and the deep love that people are, at, not just people, okay? Because it's not just about people. People, animals, plants, all life forms, all forms of life um, that they are bringing to me by just going even, even just deeper into my own spirit, okay? And so I was wondering, how am I going to do that, you know? Because it's what's so interesting about that is there is... There is no one way, you know? And so when we're talking about like the first 20% of the ocean, uh, yeah, yeah, this makes a lot of sense. It always makes a lot of sense. Um, what's interesting about the first 20% of the ocean is that people can kind of guide you there. You know, they can like, I don't know, give you a canoe, you know, to like go to the surface of the ocean a little bit. And... Uh, what else can they do? They can give you like a paddle so you can paddle out. They can probably, you know, give you like a snorkel or something, you know, to like go or like a scuba, some scuba gear so you can go even deeper at one point. You know, I've never been scuba diving because I have asthma and like nobody will ever let me scuba dive. But uh, that is besides the point. So snorkeling, scuba diving, you know, whatever floats your boat. Huh. But, you know, people can give you those tools. Um it's totally up to you, you know, and the gear that you have, I guess, a little bit in that metaphor, um, how deep you want to go. And they can only bring you to a certain point. So like, what's like a real life example, you know? So I feel like uh, now, you know, now in this day and age, people are throwing so much stuff at everybody about how to be more spiritual and how to be more connected with your own spirit and, um, you know what, it does work, you know, to a certain point. So, you know, people can tell you like go journal or people can tell you use this essential oil. People can tell you go take this bath. Um, people can tell you go use this deck of cards or grab this crystal or do this Reiki or this yoga or get your human design chart read. Literally, uh, what else is out there? Acupuncture, cupping. You know, I've never tried either because like, like not great with needles and like cups or whatever those cups are. Um, or uh, I'm, I'm missing so many or like check out this pendulum. I don't even know. Okay. All of the quintessential ways in which to like people basically all of those are like all of the quintessential tools that people give you to explore your own spirit, to explore your own ocean. That gives you, uh, what's coming through now is that that gets through, gets you to about 20% of the ocean. And what you need to do, or what I realized, you know, what I'm realizing is that I realized this yesterday, in order to explore or to even begin to touch that 80% 
you know, the the deep, unknowable depths. Like, I'm talking about, like, I don't know, like the Mariana Trench or something of your own ocean. That's something that it's kind of like nobody else can kind of take you there unless they've already been there. But also if they've already been there, their answer is kind of the same, you know, that they can't be the one to take you there. And so I feel like that's kind of my marker, you know, for people that I know that have been there in that or that even have begun to touch that last 80 percent or not the last 80 percent because the ocean is truly infinite. Um, But the people that have really touched that 80 percent of their own inner ocean, those are the people that understand that there is not, there's nothing that they can really do for you or nothing that they can show you on their own, you know, it's going to be up to you to really honor yourself. And that's where like the vessel comes in with the ocean, because I do believe that, you know, honoring spirit within every single life form that you could possibly interact with on a daily basis and showing up with love and showing up with kindness, that brings you deeper and deeper and deeper into, you know, the ocean. And it goes, it's honestly, it blows my mind how much. That is a mindset and an understanding that brings you deeper into the ocean unlike anything else before. And it's not something anybody else can continue to teach you. And what I noticed, you know, a while ago, was like, you know, I'm like reaching this threshold where I kind of understand that my deepest teacher is going to be the spirit within someone. And I think I've said something along those lines before, but it was, it was a shift. It was a shift and going back to the vessel a little bit in conjunction with the ocean, it was the shift in understanding that, oh, I definitely did because I was like, this is an important distinction to make. That story alone isn't going to cut it anymore. So what do I mean by that? So let's say, um, oh, perfect. Actually, this is a perfect example. Let's say I have this deck, this archetypes deck, okay? which I do, um, the difference is a little bit, maybe this will make some sense. I'll give a couple of examples just so it doesn't seem like I'm targeting one thing um, because I'm truly not. Um, let's say when I first got the deck and I read through like the guidebook or something, that was like the first 5% or something like that, Right. Or like 520, it doesn't really matter. Like I, I, I was like trying to like run with this ocean metaphor. It doesn't really matter. Okay, the first like 5%, you know, the guidebook and reading and like learning from the, sco- the story of the guidebook can only take me so far, okay? What took me farther into really, really knowing these cards was just trusting that Whatever would come through about a card is what needed to come through and I don't need the book anymore. Or not necessarily learning from the spirit within the cards instead of the story of the card. So like, what's another good example? Um, Oh, I've definitely mentioned this before. Um, Like essential oils or something like that. I love them, okay? You know, I'm wearing one right now. 
wearing like two. My favorite in this world is Jasmine. Um, Jasmine essential oil. Um, but that's like a good example. Like you, what's interesting about that is you would kind of need to learn the basics of them just because, you know, there are certain ones I've said this before. You just, you don't put on your face or like maybe they don't go on your body or like you need a carrier oil or they work well in a bath or like, I don't even know. Okay. Cause I don't really know the specifics. I just like, I know enough to make sure I don't, you know, really, really mess anything up. You need to learn that first 5%, but what, and like another, and then learning from like a teacher to learn about those basic rules that takes you up to like 20%. And, you know, like essential oils or like anything else would be a fascinating, you know, vessel in which to learn more about your own like ocean and learning more about your own spirit, you know, through the lens of essential oils, right? And, you know, you're learning about them, you know, the basics, you know, maybe from a book or from a teacher or something like that. Okay. And that's perfectly great because again, like for that one specifically, you kind of need to know the story of them, you know, from a third dimensional human perspective, just to make sure you don't burn your own face off or something like that, you know, because I know that like, you know, there's just some things that you need to know. But if you really wanted to take your essential oil practice to the next level and not only and like when I say that, not necessarily in a businessy sort of way, but as in like using the essential oils as a vessel to explore your own ocean. At some point, you're going to have to let go of the teacher. And by the way, this is after you know which ones are going to burn your face off and which ones aren't if you need a carrier oil or something at a certain point when you've reached that like 20% threshold to get to like, you know, the rest of it and to dip into the 80% or to even dip a toe in, you're going to have to learn or you don't have to, but you're going to have to find some other way just to learn on your own. And no matter like what that, you know, but no matter whatever you believe about, you know, that. Um, so there, there are just so many dynamics here that are very, very interesting, you know. But that's, you know, that that is a lot of what I've been contemplating, you know, over this week is, you know, what and not necessarily in these words because I didn't draw these cards until like an hour ago or so. But just in terms of like, wow, how am I going to explore the like 80 percent, you know, and go deeper and deeper into my own spirit So I can show up as like a more full, vibrant expression of, you know, whatever as my own vessel of spirit to like other people. And so how I and again. So half of it is the deeper you go into your spirit, the more you understand how you can show up for other people as a fuller expression and embodiment of love. The other half is understanding how love is always showing up for you through other people. And those are, you know, connected because it's all the same, you know, one ocean of unconditional love. And so tying that back into the storm, that is what allows us to navigate the storm in just like a completely different way. You know, it doesn't mean that the storm goes away or is quite frankly any easier, you know, at least, you know, in a very human way, because we are all very, very human. 
but what it does is it it allows us to also see the spirit in the storm too and just wherever we are you know understanding the storm as a vessel for spirit just like everything else and that's what's like that's what's really really important so yeah the the ocean is always a mysterious card and so what's also very very mysterious about the ocean is that you know, once you've kind of swam down and you're like exploring, you know, the surface levels, you know, that first 20% or so, you know, it's kind of like, again, the introduction into it, you know, you might have like a teacher or a mentor or, you know, might be like looking up stuff on the internet, but the deeper and deeper you go, the more personal it becomes. And suddenly the teacher and the internet is not going to cut it anymore. You know, and so it's really going to be, and this is what's so beautiful about the ocean and the vessel, you guiding yourself, you know, through the ocean and really not being afraid to take yourself to new depths. So, and there's so many ways in which you can do this. Again, I believe that, you know, one of the most beautiful teachers is spirit within everything and everyone and showing you how to be, you know, more loving and more kind. You know, that's what what Claire did for me and that's what Claire does for me all the time you know she showed me in that moment you know no matter what it is that you think about the world no matter you know what relationship you may have with spirit there are always more opportunities to be more loving and more kind than you know when you were before and really what it boils down to is how you want to carry yourself you know through this world and how you want to set an example of love you know when you are in this world. So, and, you know, again, with regards to the ocean, so that's one way, you know, to explore your own depths. But what it really is, what it really calls to is you, you know, oh, there might be another example here, you know, in terms of, you know, the warrior and the storm. That's another way, you know, to really explore the depths of your own ocean is to really, you know, embrace the storm and understand that the storm is enhancing, you know, your inner warrior, your inner warrior of love and is enhancing your ability, you know, to really soak in the wisdom that the storm has brought you. And by the way, again, it's not to say that, you know, the storm is all peachy, you know, and stuff like that. No, I'm not saying that at all. Um, But there is love there if you are willing to, you know, really, really take a deep look at it. And there is love not only there within your own personal experience of the storm, but love that you can show other people as a result, you know? So, you know, no matter how 2020 has been for you, because it's been very, very fascinating, you know, across the board, I was also looking back at that, you know, in the past week or so, you know, how I was, when 2020, the storm of 2020 came through my life, I was like, wow, this is a disaster. You know, I have no idea how I'm going to like handle this or like when things were really, really, really uncertain. I was like, you know, in such a dramatic way, I have no idea how I'm possibly going to, you know, kind of like make it through this. This is not what I wanted. This is not what I expected. All of that stuff. And, you know, then after not even not even after it like I think like a month in, I was like, oh, I can like see kind of where this is going and it's going to be tough, but it's like, I'm going to be very, very grateful for it. And, 
yesterday was one of those moments where I just like really understood, wow, I'm really, really grateful, you know, for this storm that came through. Like by no means was it easy at all, but it brought me, the storm brought me deeper into my ocean in ways that I could not have imagined. And that's how I feel like, you know, when you are really exploring that mysterious 80% of the ocean that nobody knows about, you know, because you're like, wow, this is not what I expected. What all or, or at all, or, you know, that took a turn, you know, like I was just sitting there and, you know, even now, as I'm saying this, you know, there are so many ideas that I'm receiving in terms of, okay, I understand now how I can really take it to the next level of honoring the spirit within me so I can honor the spirit within everyone else. And, you know, that's going to, it's going to take more, you know what it is that's so beautiful about that? It takes a lot of love and a lot of acceptance for yourself and like what your soul is really, you know, what it's like really, really made of and what it's really, really here to do. That's what it like. That's what it takes. And, you know, and so what's interesting about the ocean is, you know, the more, the deeper that you go into it, the more and more unique that it becomes to you. So I'll give you an example that's like currently running through my mind. So I've definitely written about this before, but not to an, like, not a lot because it's fairly new and it's like exciting to me. Um, but also it kind of makes no sense, you know, on some levels, but this, it, it is like, I feel like the only way to like kind of make this make any sense is like through a personal example. Um, I had a reading because I was, I was genuinely curious and like, there's like a whole thing on um, my experience with this, but I'll just like quickly recap it. So, you know, ever since I was a little girl, I knew that I wanted to be a mom. That's something that I've, that I've always known about myself. Right. And what's so interesting about that from knowing that from the time that you're small is that, you know, physically it doesn't make much sense you know, to know that, you know, like, or for example, you know, when you're five, you know, when you're five and you're in kindergarten, maybe, hopefully, you know, you were in kindergarten when you were around five years old. And like, people are always asking you, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I would always write down, I want to be a mom, you know, not fully comprehending, you know, what that means, but just, it it was something that I just knew. Okay. And it's something that's always been there. And that's, and it was interesting because I was like, I don't, I find this interesting now, but I can never quite imagine what I was going to be like when I was older. And I could never imagine, you know, what it is that I really wanted, but I knew like hands down, I was like, I I just, I want to be a mom. And I've always known that. So recently I decided I was like, it was just like, it was really at the forefront of my mind because it had come and gone through my consciousness for a while. And I was like, I don't really understand why, because I'm, I'm, I'm not like a teenager or anything like that, but I'm like kind of too young to be thinking about children or like not really too young because there are actually people around me that do have children. Um, 
But for what I know about myself, it's like, it's a little, it's a little early, you know, to be thinking about children. Long story short, I had the most beautiful reading ever because in my mind, I was like, this was at the, you know, at the brink of the threshold where I was like, you know, I think in order for me to get to deeper depths of my ocean, what I'm really going to have to do is, you know, hit pause on readings for like a while just because I want to, you know, see what I know and really tap into my ocean and my knowledge. So this was on like the brink of that, because like I've always said, getting healings and getting readings from people, they can be amazing, you know? And what's so amazing about, you know, the people that I trust to read for me is it's always a starting point of like a new chapter. And the readings that I've gotten have stuck with me for years before, you know? And so it's always, so I'm always like careful. I'm like, okay, if I really want like a shift, you know, that's like what I do to get like a completely different perspective. Um, So healings are always wonderful. Just like, again, make sure that like you always understand that you are ultimately your own healer, your own channel, your own guide, and that you use it not as a way you know, to put that power in somebody else's hands, but use it in an empowering sense to like learn something new about yourself, get a totally different perspective. Cause I always love that. I love like going to somebody who has a totally different language than me, than I do. And just learning something crazy cool about my own soul. So that's what I was doing. I was like on the, on the brink of like, all right, I think this is one of the the last readings I'm going to get for a while just so I can like isolate, take the time to really know my own soul and my own voice was like basically the point. But before that, I had the beautiful opportunity to receive this reading from someone. And so I asked about, you know, this thing, this like idea of being a mother, you know, that was always on my mind. And I was like, I just want to know, like, what's going on, you know, not quite in those words. I'm sure my words were more eloquent than that. But basically, I was just like, I want to know what's up. I want to know why I've always felt this way, why I've always been, you know, felt connected, you know, to this idea of like being a mother. And so in the reading, long story short, because I'm trying to keep it that way. Again, there's a whole blog post on it. Um, She revealed to me that I have like three spirit babies, you know, and I had read, there's this great book, um, Spirit Babies by Walter. Walter is the author. I can't remember his last name. I actually probably could not pronounce it if I even tried to. Um, but if you put in like Spirit Babies by Walter, there's like one book. Okay. Okay. So, and it's brilliant. But I, I've read the book before. I read it years and years ago. And that's what like really piqued my interest. Um, but yeah, she was like, you have like three spirit children around you. And she told me about them. And so here's where I'm going with this about the ocean. Okay. When I received the reading, it was hands down my favorite. Okay. It was my favorite because I was like, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, like number one, I'm not insane, you know, for like feeling like, you know, for having this draw towards being a mother, you know, for who knows how long, you know. And like, so number one, I'm not a crazy person. None of us really are, but that's just like kind of what came through, you know, in that moment. I was like, oh, okay. You know, maybe I was onto something here. Um, and I, I was just, I was so, so excited. 
And part of me, I mean, and so this, what I was thinking about yesterday was, or what I knew yesterday was the fact, so it's very, very interesting, but, you know, basically these spirit babies that I was like told about, they are so much more than that for me, you know, like they are partially like my guides in some way and like they're directly tied into like what you would call like the soul's purpose so it's so fascinating um what I learned about them so they're just not like potential children but they are like guides and like tied into me into that way and like we're intertwined and like I don't even know how to like explain that but what I was, I was like sitting, you know, outside yesterday. It was a beautiful, beautiful evening, you know, sipping some tea. And I was like, in, so I, I just, I knew in my heart that it was time, you know, in order to explore the deeper parts of my ocean to kind of investigate, you know, my potential children as guides, as spirit babies, whatever you want to call them, et cetera. And at first I was like, this is weird. You know, I'm like, however old and like, is that really the next step, you know, in terms of exploring my inner ocean? And the answer is yes, because it is something that is so personal to me. And, you know, people and I don't even know, because like sometimes we think like, and this is what I'm getting at with the ocean. Again, mainstream spirituality or other people's ideas can only take you to a certain point. What brings you to the next level are things that you know in your heart and things that are so personal to you and that you feel a deep, deep connection with, no matter how strange they might seem, you know? And so owning that is like, it can be hard, you know, because I was like, even before I was like going to say it here, I was like, there's like a 10 out of 10 chance I could sound like a crazy person. But like, also, I... Even just this week, I was like, it's coming to a point where, you know, owning exactly who I am is going to bring me deeper into not in this, not in these words. I wasn't thinking that, but now I understand, you know, owning myself is going to bring me deeper and deeper into my ocean. And that's kind of like a choice, you know, you always have a choice, but that's like an active choice I need to make. Or I'm just going to have to settle for it's either, you know, really, really own who you are and what you feel connected to or leave it at 20 percent. And then the 80 percent is just like a mystery. And I was and, you know, even saying that now, I'm like, there is no option, you know. So for me, really. So and for like not basically for everybody, but um, I, I don't want to speak on behalf of everybody to really, really explore your own spirit, you have to own it. And you have to own when you do feel something or when you do feel connected to something. And that can be super, that can be crazy scary, you know? But I feel like that's a beautiful part of the storm that might be coming through, you know, different people's lives right now is owning, you know, different parts of their oceans, owning different parts of their spirits than you know, maybe they weren't accustomed to before, you know, because uh, by the way, if you told me this like a year ago, I would have been like, my God, uh, Katie is off the rails. Okay. And somebody just needs to, you know, rein her in, you know, because she's definitely like lost her marbles. Um, But now what I'm learning is, you know, every single time the storm has come through, 
it has given me an opportunity to own a part of my spirit that I just, I haven't before. And by the way, every single time it sounds crazy, you know, to me, you know, every single time it sounded insane. You know, when, even when I first, like, even when my first major storm came through and I think I was reading a book about the chakra system or something, I was like, this is nuts. I cannot believe I'm reading this book about something that may or may not exist. You know, this was me at the time. It's always felt that way. Anytime that you kind of go into the ocean, you know, because again, think about the ocean, what you know about the ocean, it can be kind of crazy dark down there. You know, there are so many kinds of like glowing animals that are a part of the ocean. So many different kinds of corals and like creatures that are, you know, in the trenches and the depths that like nobody even knows about. And so they're probably going to freak you out, you know, a little bit as they, I mean, as will anything that is, you know, unfamiliar to you. So at one point it was the book about chakras, you know, by the way, great book, Anatomy of the Spirit by Carolyn Mace for, you know, anyone who's interested. She's, I love her. Uh, she's like, she's so, so talented and her, I love her relationship with creation, but she's kind of sassy and kind of funny. Um, and probably in this, I think we just have the same sense of humor, you know? So maybe that's why I love her so much. Um, yeah, but there were at different times there was always, and that's how, you know, you're hitting a new threshold of your ocean is anytime you, you look at that and you're like, that's crazy. And so when I was sitting there with my tea yesterday, I was like, you know what? I think the way in which I'm really, really going to get to know my spirit is through my spirit babies and like my spirit children, whatever you want to call them, and like understanding them as guides. Because what was really, really interesting about the reading was it was not just about how they are my potential children, but about their energetic signatures and what, you know how our souls are intertwined and like what they have to like show me. And that's what made it like absolutely incredible. And so there's like, there's a lot more to that, but basically I was like, that sounds crazy. I cannot, I cannot be doing that. And then that's when I knew I was like, oh, I have to do that. Don't I, you know, because things that sound absolutely insane or like they make no sense. It's like, it's basically, it's your storm. It is your new reality waiting around the corner, okay? Anything that you think sounds like it's too out there. And by the way, I'm sitting here thinking, oh, that is way too out there, you know, for me to connect to my spirit children as potential guides. That is, that is the craziest thing I've ever heard. That's not even true because I read a book all about it that somebody published years ago. It's not even, it's not even like some original crazy idea that I just like came up with. It's, it's already out there. It's already information that's out there. For me, the insane part is, was for me owning that this is just a part of my spirit and a part of, you know, what it is that I really feel deeply connected to. You know, it's owning that, you know, this is really not where I thought, you know, my spirit was ever going to take me, but it's also in the back of my head. I always kind of knew, you know? So that's just like one example, you know, but chances are the more that you get to know your inner ocean, 
the more that you're swimming around, you know, down there and like you're meeting all of these like fun, cool new sea creatures, um, they might freak you out just like a little bit because you haven't ever seen them before. Or you know what? That's like that's more of what it is. It's not like, you know, any form, any vessel going back to the vessel is weird or, you know, what other words are there is, you know, weird or totally out there. It's your relationship to them. You're just not used to it yet. And so it's kind of like in the moment I knew I'm going to get used to this. It just might like take some readjusting. But that's how you know. You know, that's how you know you're in that 80% of things that you just like have not really explored before. Because you're like, I'm a little uncomfortable by this idea that this could possibly be a part of me because I've never really given it the time of day. You know, I've never shed light on it. I've never you know, taking the time to really, really understand that this is a part of me. And that's the most beautiful part of exploring the ocean. You know, the ocean, you know, is about going deeper than whatever, whatever you thought was the deepest that you could possibly go within your own soul, going one level deeper and then going one level deeper than that. And chances are when you go deeper than deep, you're going to see things and like perceive things that you did not think were possibly there because we always think we've gone the deepest that we can possibly go. And then we realize there's more. And that's what this was kind of like for me. This reading was like a, there is so much more moment, you know, what started out as like a, I'm so curious about this. And like, I just want some answers opened up a whole new door. And then again, that's like a, that's like a beautiful example of a really, really well done, really, really, you know, full, enriching, just so full of love reading when it takes you deeper than deep into your ocean, you know? Because again, I've mentioned, I think in the, actually the very last, um, the previous episode to this one, um, yeah, I believe so. You know, I mentioned that I've gotten, I've received, you know, plenty of readings in plenty of different languages. And what was so interesting about those readings for where I was at the time, they were, they all described my soul in a bunch of different languages, which was really, really cool. Right. And so what was interesting about those readings is when I would read them or receive them, I would always be nodding like, oh, yep, I knew that just a different language, but like that, you know, rings true, you know, in my heart. It was always interesting. And so Oh, right. I did talk about this. Um, Then there came a point, by the way, all of those readings for where I was at the time, perfect, because I didn't even, I hadn't even put my toe in the ocean. You know, I had not even gone to the beach, basically, you know, in terms of this uh, metaphor we have here. So they allowed me to, you know, wade in the water. And so when I got more comfortable, I noticed this, you know, as I got more comfortable, you know, frolicking around in the ocean and I was like, you know, possibly just like snorkeling around, you know, there came a point where I received a reading and I was like, I'm kind of disappointed here, you know, not with the reader specifically, but just like overall with the experience, because I was like, this doesn't tell me anything new, you know, this doesn't give me any new information. But what that really was, was it was just a marking point. You know, it just it was a highlight that like in order to go deeper, either I'm going to have to shift what I ask about, because, again, this is never like on 
the reader or anything like that, you know? It, what it is, is it? it's just like, it's a reflection of like where you are and where you want to go. So what they reflected to me is that, okay, either A, if I want another reading, I'm going to have to change up my questions. Or B, readings might not be for me right now, you know? And that's nobody's fault, you know? I'm sure if I, here's like a good example. You know, I'm sure if she gave it to me at a different time, I would have loved it. You know, if I were at the beginning, you know, of just like even you know, traversing the beach, it probably would have been a great reading. It's just that when I looked at it, I was like, wow, you know, I'm so far much farther into the ocean that this is no longer, you know, this is no longer appropriate, you know, for where I am. And I was like, I need to pivot just like a little bit, you know? And so what's so interesting about that to me is that, you know, we are all beautiful, beautiful readers of energy and of spirit. And going back to the vessel a little bit, you know, if you're somebody who gives readings, you know, there's there's always something to learn from. So that's why, in fact, even though the content of that reading was not for me, the experience was. And I'm eternally grateful for that because what she highlighted to me was that I can go so much deeper into the ocean than where I'm just currently waiting around now, you know, and I have the capacity to do that. And in order to honor my spirit, I have to do that, you know? So she really, you know, ignited that within me. So if you can take a step back and sometimes see like the bigger picture of what's going on and really, really hold space for what you were, you know, feeling in any experience, you can kind of take it to that next level. Um, but what I was saying was, you know, previously, prior to this reading, all the readings I had, you know, they described my soul, my spirit, and it was beautiful, you know, on like for where I was in the ocean. And this one was particularly special because it took me to new depths that I didn't even know. It's like I knew they existed because I was able to ask the question in the first place, but I didn't know where I was like, this is a whole new chapter. You know, this is a whole new chapter, a whole new exploration into my ocean. And I'm so grateful that I, you know, gathered the courage to ask the question, even though I was like, that might be a dumb, like literally on that day, I was going to ask about, I was debating between two different things. You know, I was, um, I wrote about this, but I was debating between asking about career because I was like, I'm so lost. And then at the last second, the, I was like, well, wait, I want to know about this thing about me being a mom. That's really important to me and I don't know why. And so I, like within 10 minutes, I was like, or like an hour, I was like, there's no way I can ask, you know, about this career thing because that's what I think I'm supposed to ask about. You know, I really need to ask about what's been on my heart for years. And I did, you know, so sometimes following, you know, in terms of going deeper and deeper into the ocean, following that lead where you're like, hmm, you know. I'm not sure how this connects, but I know it does, or I know it means something and I don't know how, but it does, you know, there are, when you get into this 80% of the ocean, you, that those are the kind of risks and they're not really risks even, they just might seem risky because you're like, what? Um, and, you know, going deeper and deeper in has its own, it's like a whole journey on its own, but you know, doing stuff like that, not risks outside of your comfort zone. That's what I mean. Going outside of the box like that, that's what brings you into that 80%, you know, that hasn't been previously explored. 
by other people. And it's always, and so going, you know, all the way back up to the surface here a little bit about what I was talking about earlier, that is a change that I want to see, you know, with the storm. So that was a long, long example. Um, but that's what I want to see from people is people, you know, really learning from the spirit within themselves as a way and means to explore their own ocean, you know? So for me, continuing with that example a little bit, me, uh, that was, I think that was my, that's my favorite reading to date because, you know, again, right before the reading was when I decided to change my question. And it, it was a reading where um, it wasn't in person. It was It's through an email or something. She's brilliant. I don't think she does emails anymore because her practice has evolved. Um, so I think I was one of the last emails that she did. So it was one of those things where I couldn't just like change my question. It, it was something where I had to let her know that I was going to change my question because she was going to just do it and then channel the email and send it to me. Um. But it was one of those moments where I just like I knew and I was just in that moment. It was it it was one of those times where I just I had to make the split decision. Am I honoring what I should be doing or am I honoring what I know is in my soul? And I chose the second option, you know. And so that's what that's the change I want to see, you know, and that's what I'm currently engaging with now is, you know, continuing to honor my soul no matter how weird or, you know, like how different or how unexpected, you know, or how much, you know, sometimes it may not even make sense, but this is what I want to see. You know, I want to see us go so, I I just want to see us go so much deeper, you know, into our own personal relationships with creation and honoring our own spirits because that really, again, what it does is it really, really changes the way that we show up for other people, you know, Again, think about the people. Think about a couple of people that you deeply admire, what it is that you admire about them. And again, it doesn't have to mean that they are spiritual or they talk about spiritual stuff. It might just mean that they've gone deeper into their ocean. And it's likely that if you really admire them and you really look up to them, that they have gone deeper into their ocean. And that's what I want to see, you know? That is a huge change that I think we need. You know, and again, that's not to say because I have so many opinions and like feelings about this. That is not to say that we need to get rid of, you know, like, again, with I've talked about this before, but with like social media, it seems like everybody has a healing practice now and everybody, you know, wants to give readings and do stuff like that. I understand it, you know, and I think of, you know, depending on where you're coming from. If you're if you're coming from a space of love beautiful, you know, because I offer them, you know, my, like, I offer them because it, in my heart, my heart is always exploding with this idea of, I want people to know how they can be their own channel and how they can really hold space for themselves and honor their spirits. Okay. That is something that will energize me and like, until the day that I die, you know, because I think that's so, so important. So when you have a passion for something like that, do it hands down. Um, But a part of my practice or part of what I practice is I am kind of like, you know, in like session together 
we can hold space for, you know, whatever it is that comes through. But you need to take that and you need to go deeper than anywhere anybody else could have brought you. You know, you need to honor your spirit and allow that to take you deeper, you know? And so that's like, that's the major shift I want to see in people is, you know, people understanding that, you know, getting healings and readings is great. It's a great starting point if you've never even been to the beach because it's intimidating, by the way, you know, if you've literally never been to the beach or like even knew that the beach was there, who even knows, you know, imagine walking onto the beach for the first time. You don't know where to go. You know, I mean, you probably guess you go into the water, but there's so much, you know, there's so much land, there's so much sand, there's so much water. Where do you begin? Like what's underneath, you know? So that's why, you know, readings and healings can be so great, you know, when you have no idea where you could possibly begin. But that's what I want to change is that healings are a way to get you to the beach but when it and like maybe get you into the ocean, you know, get more comfortable. But at a certain point, you know, if you want to explore more than 20% of your ocean, you have to go deeper on your own. You know, it's kind of like a solo mission, you know, and in a really, really fun way. But it's so, it's so important. And it really aligns with everything that I believe about developing your own relationship with spirit with God, with the universe, the deeper, the deeper that you go in the ocean is the deeper that you can have, you know, that relationship with God, the universe, love, source, creation, um, etc. And, you know, I want, what I really want is like for people to feel like they can show up, you know, as, their most full, vibrant expression of themselves without a second doubt and without doubting, you know, that they are holding space for themselves in the correct way because there's no there's no wrong way to do that, you know? So, you know, for my example, you know, holding space for myself in that moment when I'm sipping my tea, like thinking, am I crazy for wanting to like, you know, investigating my connection to my spirit children further? No, you know, and what, so the ticket, you know, to, you know, and by the way, according to some people, yes, you know, I'm sure if my mom heard half of this stuff, you know, she like knows like, and she like, I've like shown her my website before, but like my parents, like if they like listened to like everything and like read everything I wrote, they might be like, what is she talking about? So, you know, there's always going to be people out there that don't understand, but because, and again, what's interesting about it is you don't need to understand necessarily when you understand the story and the depths of your own spirit, other people's stories might not make sense to you, but you can appreciate that depth. So if you know nothing about spirit babies and you're like, what is she talking about? That's fine. But what's likely is if you've gone deep, deep, deep within your spirit, you know exactly what I'm talking about, you know, without understanding the story of what my spirit is, if that makes sense. So, you know, I don't know everything about everything, of course. Like, for example, essential oils, that's like my, you know, that's my example. I like know next to nothing about them. And like, I might not understand everything that people can do with them. But if somebody was like, oh, I have this really, really cool new way to use essential oils and it made no sense to me, I could still appreciate it because I know that they've gone deep into their soul to get there. 
and that depth, that ocean, that ocean archetype is what, you know, I'm perceiving there. And that's what's really, really cool. So, and again, the only ticket, you know, to going deeper and deeper is love, you know, loving exactly where you are because loving is honoring your spirit and where it's trying to take you. That's, that's all that it is. That's all that you need. So if I feel, so again, in that moment where I was like, what do I want from this reading? Honoring my spirit involved saying, you know what? Career would be interesting and to learn more about that would be interesting, but I want to know about this. And this has been on my heart for years. So we're going to go in this direction, you know, whether it makes sense to the mind or not, you know? And that's what brought me another level deeper. And now I'm going to go deeper beyond deep whatever, how many layers deep I am. And that's what I want for everyone. You know, that's what I want to change, you know, so that, you know, when we go to like the warrior, you know, connecting to the warrior archetype a little bit, we can, you know, share stories with that depth and really share stories of love with that depth. That's what I want to see, you know, from everyone, because I see it in, you know, the people that I admire and the people that I look up to. And I'm like, wow, you know, wouldn't it be incredible if everybody, you know, kind of, and what's so interesting is that they are all so different, you know, like they all, it's just like when you, it's it's like what, if you can even imagine it, you know, when you see someone and I'm like, and you're like, wow, they are really connected to their deep, unique soul. You, you know, this when people are saying stuff that you have literally never heard of before. That's how, you know, you know, that they've gone into that 80%, you know, because I feel like right now people are repeating so much of the same stuff all the time. And there's no nuance, you know, there is no depth. Um, there is no difference. And so when I look at, you know, when I think of people that have gone deeper into their oceans, they're always saying new stuff, you know, because they are connected and it's always so unique because it's theirs and they own that. And it's just, it's so, it's unlike anybody else because it is theirs, you know? So, all right. Yeah, that's, um, so there, there are a couple of, there are so many dynamics between these four cards, but that's the one that I want to leave you with is there, hopefully, if not, I'm going to have to have a hand in creating it. There's a storm that's coming. There is a great sweeping change that is coming in how we honor the spirits within ourselves and how we honor the spirits within other people and how we honor that divine dance. And, you know, so basically how we honor our own spirits, the ocean, how we honor the spirits within other people, the vessel, how we can show up for other people, the vessel. And I really feel like the more and more we get used to honoring ourselves as our own channels and our own channels for love and spirit and wisdom, the more and more we get used to, you know, basically what that means is, you know, investigating your own ocean. Whenever I say that, I now understand that that is connected into the ocean archetype, which is so interesting. Um, and again, that feeds into the storm because the more that we can honor ourselves as our own channels and, you know, honor, you know, our roles as spirit in other people's lives, we can guide each other through the storm and emerge as, you know, beautiful warriors of love, no matter what comes through. All right, cool, cool, cool. So that was absolutely beautiful. 
I might go, I'm wondering, I'm like looking at these cards now and I'm like, I might explore the ocean next time. I can't remember which one I talked about the most, but all right, I'll, I'll think about that later. But thank you so much. Thank you so much for, you know, sticking with me. You know, this was so beautiful. I really, really enjoyed this. I'm probably going to do some contemplation with the ocean over the weekend. But, you know, just think about this, you know, in terms of the ocean, because I think that's where we are going to head next. Or it might be the vessel. I'm not entirely sure. Um, just because the vessel has been sh- has shown up a couple of times now. But think about the different ways in which you could really, really just even begin to honor your own spirit and where you might be guiding yourself, you know? And you'll know when you feel like you're really investigating something that people have not done before or that doesn't really even exist. That's when you know you're getting into that last 80%, you know? And that's always so fascinating to me. You know, the ways in which people relate to creation that's not really out there, you know, that nobody has really investigated yet. That's what I want to see more and more of, you know? So for me, that journey of like the personal ocean and investigating and honoring my spirit, that means taking a deeper look into, you know, that reading I got about my spirit children and like what it is, you know, that they can, you know, really show me because they, again, they all have their own energetic signatures and like gifts and lessons that I like learned about in the reading. I haven't necessarily heard of people interacting with, you know, their potential children in that way before or in the ways in which I'm thinking of, but I'm not going to go too deep into. So Things like that, things that you like kind of think are kind of insane to say out loud, that's the practice of the ocean. That's the practice of going deeper, you know, owning what might sound kind of just like crazy or not even crazy, but just like it's kind of unheard of or doesn't seem normal or seems kind of weird. You're touching the depths of the ocean. So and if you haven't even like seen the beach yet, it's time, you know, to like find a way to like get your way into the beach. So, or get your way onto the beach, get your snorkel, get your canoe. Uh, maybe not a canoe in the ocean, um, but you get, you get what I'm saying, you know? But that's like, that's a, what I'm realizing now is that's like an amazing sign for you really digging deep into your spirit and going so, so much deeper. And again, it's always so we can show up with that depth and with that love in everything that we do and understand how people are also doing that as forms of love in our own lives. It's, uh, it's all so beautiful. So, so beautiful. So thank you so much for sharing this space with me. I look forward to continuing this exploration. It's, um, it's truly, truly going to be interesting. So I I'm, I'm so excited. All right. I love you guys. Thank you so, so much. And I will talk to you soon.